Hey everybody, what the heck is up and welcome to the podcast. Welcome back if you are a returning listener. You are currently tuned into Practical Alignment, a podcast where we talk about all things metaphysical, mindset, manifestation, mysticism, and spirituality. I'm your host, Katrina Macias. I'm an intuitive healer. If you're interested in working with me one-on-one, my links are all listed in the show notes. You can even book a free consultation if you just want to get a taste if we're a right fit for each other other. Now, for this week's episode, I am very excited to share it with you all because I've been wanting to talk about this topic for quite some time now, but I never knew when to make this episode. But finally, it is time. This week's episode is going to be all about crystals, and I have the privilege and honor to be joined by two special guests for this episode. I have my good friends Shane and Sarah, and something that we all share in common is that we have a strong bond over our love for crystals. From listening to this episode, you're definitely going to notice a strong passion brewing amongst the three of us. (laughs) You'll be able to feel it. So I'm excited for you to be able to tune in. Just to warn you before I plug in the episode interview, we recorded this episode in a dorm room. So if you hear some external noises that are a bit funky, don't mind it. Just enjoy as best as you can. I'm sure it'll be very easy to look over. So with that... I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your week and that you enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed making it. All right, everyone. So I am joined with Shane Leslie and Sarah Lemon, and we are here to talk about crystals. (laughs) Hey, guys. How's it going? Shane and I met because we both worked at a crystal shop in Albuquerque, and we bonded over that. And we've continued to stay friends, even though we've gone in different paths and different ways. But I'm so excited to have her here. So, Shane, um, tell us a little about yourself. Oh, gosh. Um, Well, where do I start? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I am a college student, but um, I'm super into spirituality. And I kind of came on it in kind of unfortunate circumstances. My mom passed when I was two. And I think, um, looking back on it, even though I didn't really know it at the time, I think it was one of those things that really pushed me towards spirituality and that Mm -hmm. connection of like, oh, I, you know, I have to connect with my mom. But I was lucky enough to have family members that kind of, um, showed me the way and were able to kind of teach me about crystals and all sorts of other holistic types of healing. And, um, so I spent a great deal of my life around being kind of surrounded by, my aunts and my grandmother who taught me about crystals and um sorry guys that's my dog <laughs> Sarah's little dog is here oh sorry Shane's little dog is here <laughs> <laughs> he's he's trying to be chill he'll chill out um and so I you know I spent a lot of time around my aunts and they were you know they one of my aunts can tune into crystals your aunts play a big role oh totally yeah they they kind of um they have been my kind of guides and all of this and I remember being very little and you know them putting crystals all over our bodies and (laughs) we'd lay out in these crystal beds and um one of my aunts would be at my feet and the other one would be at my head and they would be transferring black and white energy and um you know I didn't know anything about anything back then but um I remember you know like oh here I need you to put this amethyst on your forehead and is this rock too heavy on your heart and being very little and being exposed to that, which was awesome and very unique. Um, but then once I hit high school, um, I definitely 
I don't really remember this, but people that knew me in high school, they'll be like, oh, Shane, you know, teaching crystals? Like, oh, I always saw that coming. You were always into this stuff. And I was like, really? <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess it was always kind of like a part of me and um, who I am. And when I graduated high school, that's when I, you know, I was kind of on my own and I had opportunities to kind of like, okay, I'm going to go buy rocks. <laughs> and I was actually at Target, freaking Target of all places. <laughs> and in the home decor department, they had a, a big chunk of rose quartz. Freaking obscene, like who, what? That's nuts. And, and so I, I ended up with that crystal and I don't know what happened. I, I really honestly don't. Like from there I was going to Mama's, which is where I work. That's where me and Katrina met. It's a local crystal shop called Mama's Minerals. And um, I would go there and you know, I'd spend my, like a little bit of money on rocks. And, and then by the time I was really in college, I was kind of in this bad relationship. And so one of my aunts was in town and she, <laughs> she was went doing, to work again. Yeah, she was like, okay, lay down. I'm going to work on you. And I will never forget when she had this big piece of selenite, which if you guys don't know what selenite is, go get a selenite crystal. It's the best crystal to start with. Um, she put this big honking like log of selenite, like right on my torso or right next to my torso. And I was kind of in and out of sleep and I will rem never forget what that felt like for her to put that big piece of just like white energy. And I was kind of like, you know, I woke up like, what the heck did you just put next to me? And, and I could feel it like pulling stuff out of me. Wow. I went through periods of like in that, just that, in that one crystal bed of just like crying and just pulling, it was detoxing, pulling stuff out. Mm -hmm. um, and then from there I was like, okay, soul. And I went through this period of being super they're just so magical and I was just getting rocks left and right. They were just kind of showing up um, and learning more about them constantly. Um, and then I got my job, I guess it was about eight, ten months after that. Um, I got my job at Mama's and met Katrina and um, I've been there for about three years now and it's just been like such a journey. At first I was thinking like, oh wow, crystals, they're going to be like this I don't know, it's going to be such an amazing place. It's like all these rocks are everywhere, and it is. It's, it's absolutely amazing. I mean, the, the rocks that I come across, they have taught me so much. Um, but it really has been like spiritual boot camp. <laughs> you just like come across so many crazy people. And, I agree, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, um, but it has taught me so much. It's been so tremendous in terms of my growth and how I can, um, what I've learned. So. I was telling Sarah that we had someone come in and ask for free crystals, and I was like, what? Like, oh my god. <laughs> this is an establishment. Like, what are you doing? Go outside and find yeah. your own freaking rocks. Go into nature. Yeah. There are some strange people that work at crystal shops, for sure. Oh my sure. god, it collects. It's, it's interesting that you started so young. I feel like not many people that I know start being introduced into crystals or being interested in it from a young age. Yeah. Sarah, you have two daughters. Do your right. do you oh teach Mella how to So Mella's four and she <laughs> has Shane's probably I think you loves it. the rock. She has a crystal collection bigger than mine. Really? <laughs> yeah, I can't She's even so bring cute. home any gorgeous pieces. Because you take two, they're um, automatically awesome. hers. Yeah, and I'm just like, I just gotta let it go. When Mella okay. comes into Mama's Minerals too, she's always just like running around, all excited, like picking up yes. the prettiest ones. Yes, it's, it's so cute. Yeah. So at four, four, yeah. Did you have to teach her about it, or was she just like naturally drawn to it? You know, I was thinking just this about this just the other day about how she and I already and I've read about this uh, in some past lives material. So. But it just came naturally to her. Mm. She had my husband lay down and she laid rocks on his body. Wow. Oh but then gosh. she also laid them around his body. 
Interesting. Which is something that I read like the Atlanteans did in that uh, civilization. And I'm just like, man, she was drawing on that or that just came? You know, it's just that guidance of, you know. That must be amazing to see as a mother. Yes. That's and incredible. Just, and also part of our own intuition of what to do with them and them guiding us to at the same time, you know. You have to wonder where that line is. Oh, yeah. Definitely. But it almost doesn't matter because it's just happening. Yeah. The rocks totally work. Like, when people come into Mama's, I'm, you know, they're constantly asking me, like, what's the best rock for... I'm like, this well, or that, yeah. yeah. Like, just let them work on you. Walk through the store like you're walking through an animal shelter and let these little conscious souls grab you because they will. And even mm -hmm. if it seems like a superficial thing, like, oh, the amethyst is pretty. It's like, there's a reason that you think it's pretty. Exactly. You should take that little beautiful soul home because it's obviously calling you. And, exactly. Yeah. And also read that plants, when they need watering, send out a, a, <laughs> a vibrational signal, an energetic signal. When we walk into the room, they sense our field. And so they send a signal out and then our field uh, feels that. And then we go, oh, I need to water my plant. Man, how long has it been? I yeah. Like the idea pops up. Mm -hmm. I think that crystals work in that same exact way. Yeah, yeah. It's like they send out that energetic signal and That's then our really. field picks it up and it's like, and we do the same thing when people come in the shop. It's like, they'll ask, but it's like, well, what, what are you, what do you gravitate towards? Yeah. You know, like yeah. you just said, like just walk around. What, what do you like? Yeah. Let the rocks do their work because, because you have to trust them. And it's that matter of respect. Like, oh, well, this rock has gone on this tremendous journey to be in your physical presence. It's honestly remarkable that they've been dragged out of the ground. Mm -hmm. They've gone through vendor after vendor, been handled by so many people. Yeah. And then for them to physically be in your hand is such a powerful and magni magnificent thing that, so true. yeah, we all have to like have this acknowledgement and respect that they have done, they've done the hard work for us. Right. And um, there's some rocks that it's like, I know that I will have like the rest of my life. It's like, this is my crystal. And I, we were talking, I was actually talking to my family the other, I guess it was last week, we were talking about like when you cross over, I was like, can I, you know, you'll meet your family members, your, your pets, whatever, but can I take my rocks? Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> my rocks, like, I don't want to leave them here. And they're yeah. like, oh yes, you can take them over. And I'm like, how? Explain this to me. But yeah, there's this bond that goes on and there's some that I know that I'll have for the rest of my life and maybe continuously after that. And there's some too that I have for a while and then it's like, oh, this Disappear. is, yeah, this is for this person and I have to give this rock to this person and you may not even know at the time when you get it, but it's like, you know, somebody will pop up like, oh, this person is visiting and then, like, oh, this crystal is for this person. It's so fascinating yeah. how that happens. I like how you want to respect or you make a point to respect the journey of the crystal making yeah. it to you because... I, I like to use the term like work with crystals instead of like using crystals yes. like you have to form a relationship in a way that helps them too and I went to this retreat once and the first thing that we did when we um, picked a crystal was we sent our loving energy to it because it's <laughs> usually they're so exhausted yeah, you know it's yeah. like you want to build a relationship so it's not just like oh I want you because you can give me prosperity or abundance like yeah. how can we work together yeah totally it's very interesting so, for someone who's never worked with crystals, or 
like rocks in general, I think that this information can be a little bit overwhelming. Definitely. I know that when I first heard about crystals, um, Angel, who was on a different episode, um, he had some crystals in his room, and this was my freshman year of college, and I like looked at him, and I was like, okay, like I don't know what you mean, but whatever. <laughs> like I kind of just like made fun of him. I was like, okay, you're weird. Yeah. And then it wasn't until I actually felt the energy of crystals and working through Mama's. Like when I first started working at Mama's Minerals, I did not have any connection like to feeling them. I thought they were pretty, but I never felt them. And then I held a piece of meteorite, and then I feel like it's... it's so, so many people call it different things, but some kundalini awakening. Yes. When you play with crystals, or like yeah. when you use crystals, mm -hmm. and it felt like that piece of meteorite bit me. Like, I, it hurt me, and I was like, ouch! And ever since then, like, I started feeling the energies of crystals. Um, so, one of the questions that... Um, some of the listeners have is like how like what do you do when you have a crystal like how do you tune into its energy because I think sometimes people hold crystals and they're just like okay like now what you know and it's just kind of like either boring or intimidating or they're expecting something so yes. how do you get rid of that um I don't want to say ego but how do you get rid of the expectation that comes with all of this in order to truly tune in yeah no, that's totally a valid question. I get that question a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I think it is a super overwhelming experience, and I spent most of my life being overwhelmed by it um, just because I had so much exposure, and, like, you know, here's my witchy aunts. <laughs> yeah. They'd show up with their briefcases full of rocks and, like, okay, we're going to work on you. Like, I don't know what you're doing. This is nuts. Um, but I think it comes from patience um, and time, and then there's two other things, um, one being allowing yourself to lift the veil, allowing yourself to step into a different mindset and realize that everything, every, every aspect of our reality has been constructed um, and we have been boxed in. And so to step out of that realm of like, hey, just wait a second. Remember when humans used to like live out in nature and people were way more in tune with rocks and... Um, we've lost that relationship, we've lost those abilities as we have been pulled away from those types of societies. Um, not that that's necessarily a bad thing, but that's just the reality. Mm -hmm. And so it's a matter of like really breaking down your own barriers and we all have them and, it's, and it comes from fear, fear of like the unknown. We all as humans love to feel comfortable, like all these comfy things with all of our reality TV and oh this is consistency of you know this is the reality that I live in. Um, but I invite everybody to kind of break down those barriers and step into a new world um, where, you know, the possibility of a rock talking to you and giving you information about your life is totally a possibility. Um, yeah, don't shut anything yeah, down. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And um, allow yourself to receive information. I think I spent a lot of time when I was first getting into crystals, like, oh, I'm not getting information from this rock. That's crazy. It's just my own head. But um, allowing yourself to receive that information and take notes at first, even if it seems like you're having a you know one-sided conversation, at some point they start talking back, and it's a matter of um, getting comfortable with your rocks. And I guess going back to my second point um, is you have to claim them, and this is something that I've learned very recently. Um, rocks in the in the ground before they even get pulled out, um, they are programmed to be shut down. We as humans are living in a society where we are being programmed to be shut down. We are being programmed to not pay attention and to ignore things. Um, and so rocks that are already in the ground, they have been 
they've been put to sleep um, by the people. Well, that's a whole nother topic, but um, they have been programmed to be asleep. So, you know, Joe Schmo can't walk into Mom's Minerals and be like, holy crap, this amethyst is talking to me um, because they have all sorts of energy that has collected around them that have allowed them to not be of their highest self. So there is a prayer that you can say, and this works. Um, I've had pretty remarkable experiences with this. Um, so yes, you probably have heard of cleansing and um, charging crystals, but there is a, a third C and probably the most important C, which is claiming. Um, so there's a prayer. You hold your rock in your hand. You put it on your high heart, and you ask it, I cleanse you of all wrongdoing and reclaim you as divine aspects of joy and beauty. With this prayer, this crystal is an acknowledgement at this point that you, A, are respecting it, re respecting it as a conscious being and as an individual that um, has come into your path. And that's a beautiful thing within itself. But the crystal at that point then knows too that you are conscious enough to know that this rock um, has abilities. And so you're acknowledging that, you know, you are of two consciousness that are, are meeting together. Um, and I've had crystals that as soon as you say those words to them, they wake up suddenly like, uh, wow, nobody's talked to me in a really long time. It's like, yeah, because you've been shut down. And um, so, you know, as amazing as it is to, you know, get your cluster of amethyst or clear quartz or whatever and put it on your desk, and yes, it looks beautiful and magnificent, but there's so much more to that. And just like having a pet, you have to take care of your crystals, you have to claim it. If you go to the pound and you get a dog, you have to like sign paperwork that this is your dog. You have to do the same thing with crystals. And then going through and making sure they have water and making sure that you give them treats and that comes from, um, you know, cleansing and charging your crystals, giving them a job, giving them a purpose, just like you would an animal. Um, and with that comes great return and you know they're more they are more than willing they're so excited to be to have a purpose and have a job I've, I've had so many times where I'm taking a rock home and they're singing they're so excited they're like yes I'm on a new journey and this is so exciting and I get them home and they're just so relieved to be out of a crystal shop or out of you know the hands of some vendor or sometimes if I'm ordering ordering a rock online it'll show up and be like oh, I'm so I'm so happy to be here like yes Yes, I'm happy for you to be here too. Thank you, thank you so much for being here. Patience um, and claiming. Yeah, I, I, I think that um, claiming you can do before you even leave a crystal shop. Yes, it's harder to do when, you know, the, if you, the rock's online and you have to have it sent to you, that's one thing. But um, you, can, you can do it before you even leave a shop. You put it to your high heart and you just, you say that prayer. I cleanse you of all wrongdoing and reclaim you as divine aspects of joy and beauty. That happens, that cleanses the rock before you even leave a crystal shop. That really cleanses the crystal. And it's so quick. Yeah, yeah. And it, yes, sage, sage, go for all the sage. Palo Santo, all of that stuff clears crystals as well. Selenite, there's a whole list of things that clears crystals. But, you know, we should not be so reliant on other things. Like, we as humans have tremendous power and mm -hmm. we can um, bring light. We bring our own light into, which I know that kind of sounds arrogant, but it's true. We are of the same creation. Um, and so we have the power as individuals to kind of wake these rocks up, work with them, and be conscious. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Sarah, That's do you have powerful. anything to add? Yeah, I just wanted to add on your patience. Mm -hmm. um, because I think that crystals are part of a subtle energies that we have a hard time connecting to because we're so inundated with um, 
TV, cell phone, you know, like just constantly, constant entertainment, constant visualization and interaction all the time that we forget about the subtle energies and that literally takes practice and patience of just clearing all of that away and trying to just meditate and get into those quiet spaces where you can reconnect to those um, lighter energies, you know, and, and with yourself. And then the only last thing I wanted to add was that I feel like uh, crystals also can communicate a lot in dream time. So, like, I've had a lot of messages come through in the dream time state, in that different astral plane where we connect there. So I would just say also try to sleep with your crystals or under the pillow or on your nightstand or whatever and then just write down your dreams whenever you can. If you wake up in the middle of the night and you, um, if you can, try to get it down right away before you lose it. Because oftentimes there's messages in there that are for you. I have such intense yeah. dreams and I always forget them, but like, <laughs> like I forget them within five minutes, but yes. I really need a journal, a dream yes. journal for sure. Now, I started doing it in my phone, typing it in my That's phone. That's smart. Yeah. That is smart. Um, for me, I would say what to do when tuning into crystals for the first couple of times. I mean, if you don't know how to fully dive in right away, just like look at the visuals and how that makes you feel. Like if it's the color blue, what does the color blue remind you of? Like think of how it relates to you in whatever way possible and then slowly I think like everyone is saying with the patience it starts to add on and develop in deeper ways. Um, something I also recommend is just like keep one crystal with you for like a week and see um, like develop a relationship with that and see how keeping that crystal with you has influenced your life or if it's made any changes or how it makes you feel when you hold it. Um, things like that. So. The biggest factor, I think, in all of this is just patience and just being gentle on yourself, too. Like, don't try to force anything. It'll come naturally, especially if you have the intention to make these connections. Yeah, absolutely. I love that prayer. Yeah. That prayer was pretty That's sick, Shane. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, no, it's been life-changing. I, I, um, when I first moved into this dinky little apartment, um, because it's college housing, and there's constant, you know, people are moving in and out constantly. So I definitely, that was before I had my Labradoodle Carter, my, my bigger dog, but it was just me and my small dog, Benson. And Benson's usually really super chill and, you know, he'll sleep through the night. He's usually glued to me. But I had several nights um, back before I knew about this claiming process that was like, oh my gosh, well, I wake up in the middle of the night and there'd suddenly be like an entity in my room. And oh dear God. not necessarily, um, I mean, they weren't necessarily there to harm me. They weren't very good. Sometimes I would be more neutral, but be like, hey, you have no place here. Get out. But then I was realizing that because I have all these rocks in my room, I had kind of, and my rocks were not claimed because I didn't really know about that. Yeah. Um, it was kind of creating like this trail. It was like a pathway where, where all of these spirits were coming through and just observing me. Yeah. That's the one thing that I did not know about crystals. I'm doing light work in general. You start to... Um, have visitors that are observing, they're watching you and observing what you're doing, taking notes, um, not necessarily for a good reason sometimes, um, but that was kind of an overwhelming experience that I was not expecting. Not to deter anybody away from it, but that was just the reality you're of the situation. The I'm sorry. <laughs> it was just, um, it's something to be aware of and conscious of that, um, you know, the, 
there's there's two sides of, of the energy spectrum and we can't ignore That's some true. of those darker aspects um, but just to know that you have power against them um, and so what I was you know texting my aunts as I always do <laughs> okay so I'm, I, I'm experiencing this like what do I do and um, that's when my aunt um, got this download about this prayer. It's like, we need to claim our rocks because um, they have been programmed to be shut down. And um, there's all sorts of energy on them. Even if you go through the cleansing process, which I was unaware of, it's like, yes, um, they're cleansed, but then they're just kind of open vessels. Um, and the more that you, I'm kind of, you know, bringing more souls in here, the more that they can kind of accumulate and um, absorb that energy. Um, so it gets to a point where, you know, there's just spirits passing through. Um, but once I went through, it was like last spring break, I really went through and like cleansed everything. Um, I put everything in my bathtub and just like saged it, um, did a bunch of water, sound healing, and then went through and claimed every single one of them. Just said, hey, look, you're my rock and this is what we're doing. I'm claiming space. I'm claiming my space, which is what you have, you have to do no matter what you're doing. Um, claiming your space um, for your crystals and for yourself is so important. And yeah. Um, as much as I would love to tell everybody, yeah, the presence of this single crystal in your room is beneficial. It is, but there's so much more that goes into it. And there's so much more um, possibilities um, that can happen when you you're build more the aware. Connection. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, our next question is, do tumbled and raw crystals produce different energies? Yes. They do, but they're not, they're not bad. Yeah. A lot I'd of people, yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, a, lot, okay. a lot of people, um, a lot of people are really nervous about rough. Like they're like, oh, it's, if it's, or no, 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 sorry. A lot of people are nervous about polish mm -hmm. because it's like, oh, it's been through, it's been handled by more people. But my answer to that is always, you can cleanse your rocks. You can claim your rocks. So why does it matter? They all have energy of some kind. Um, the energy is still valid. Everyone's yeah. got a history. Exactly. People, Don't reject. Sorry. No, it's okay. People mostly feel um, different about the rough and tumbled because tumbled has been through a different process and it's been touched usually by more hands and like manufactured in ways so that it can look aesthetically different and feel different. Um, so that's why people have different impressions of it. But like we're saying, I think it's just about the connection. Yeah. Don't let that stop you. Um, it's just different. It's just, think of it as just like a different stone. Yeah, totally. Yeah, there's some out there like naturalists who or, or purists you know who don't want <laughs> the polish they prefer it in its raw state and I don't think there's anything wrong with that to each its own but yeah exactly I think that both have value yeah absolutely well it's like the dogs in the pound right just because it's like been through more people doesn't mean that that animal is not conscious like you have to acknowledge them there it's they've they've gone through the same things they are of the same place they're from the same creation so it's like and some rocks you can only get polished. Like, I don't know if you guys have experienced that, but like charlite. Charlite's a super intense, amazing stone. And really, I've never seen raw char charlite. Have you guys? Like, no, there's I lost stone. my charlite necklace. Yeah, yeah. I'm sad. Really? <laughs> yeah. I hate when that happens. They sometimes disappear on you. But yeah, there's, cer there's certain stones you can you can only get them if they're polished. So it's like, well, you got you to gotta bite the bullet if, you yeah. know. Yeah. So it's all up to you, I'd say, if just whatever, if the rock feels good to you or not, you know, you know, and you can trust your own intuition. Um, the next question is, why do different crystal books have different meanings for each stone? Which is best? 
For this, I say trust your own self. And what I always like to do when I find a crystal or a rock or a mineral is I tune into it before I read a book. And I just receive whatever information is coming through it and I feel it. And then afterwards, I kind of compare it to the books and see if it's the same. And more often than not, it is the exact same um, purpose because it's what a lot of people feel as well. But sometimes it's different. But I think like with this whole conversation, the theme of all of this is like tune into yourself and trust what feels good for you. And that's the best purpose for it. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people regurgitate each other's information, I find, um, and without kind of feeling their it own, themselves. Do, yeah, exactly. Doing their own work. And so it's really important for you to do your own work. And there is, there's another, um, when I was first getting into crystals, I came across this, like, how to connect with your crystals kind of um, uh, website or podcaster by this crystal shaman uh, uh, woman who's really great. And one of the steps, like the seven-day kind of course, and one of it was like, you know, take a photograph of your crystal because it could reveal to you something different. There's all these different things you would do each day, but one of them was definitely to tune in before you did any research on it, mm -hmm. before you read any book on it, and do the comparison, and it is amazing, and it's so much more fun that way when you do it, because it's so much more authentic mm -hmm. when it when you do it that way. Totally. And you can just play with your own intuition, like, you can strengthen it in that way. It's yes. awesome. There's um, this kind of thinking that I kind of came into a while ago, because I had questions about this too. Like, well, you know, you read the Book of the book of Stones by Robert Simmons, which is an excellent book. He has great information. I love that book. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably one of my best recommendations. Or, you know, The Crystal Bible by Judy Hall. Yeah. Um, I like the Book of Stones more. I'll I be do too. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, but uh, their, their information can be different, but crystals are individuals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so they're holding different stones. Yes two amethysts or two clear quartz, but they're they're two separate individuals. There's a couple of exceptions to this. Moldavite and Labradorite kind of work as a collective whole, so they're not necessarily an individual. They're more connected to like the entity of energy that is Labradorite or Moldavite. But um, for most other rocks, they, they stand as, as singular um, personalities. Um, some more masculine, some more feminine. They have different personalities that start to come out. And so it's kind of like, um, you know, if you read a book about, I'm sorry, I'm a dog person. This is just like what? <laughs> I relate to real world, but like if you're reading a book about dogs and, you know, you're looking through at all the different breeds, it's like, yes, this a Labrador Retriever is good for retrieving things and, you know, super friendly, good family dog. But then when you actually get that Labrador Retriever puppy, has his own personality. He has his own personality. Yep, he has his own take on the on the rules. So um, that's a really really amazing. Really good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it I think it helped me understand because it's like yeah, how do you line this stuff up? There's so much different information out there. But yes, Katrina is so right. Use your intuition. Um, follow your gut um, because you know there's good information and there's more wonky um, stuff to pay attention to. So. Alright, so our next question asks, do you think wearing one crystal all the time can have a negative impact? Um, I think it depends on the rock. And um, make sure that that your jewelry needs to be cleansed, people. It's just like, <laughs> it's just like all other rocks. They have, um, they're out in the world being exposed to God only knows what. 
Um, and so they need to be cleansed. When you're going through and cleansing your rocks, make sure that your jewelry also gets claimed and it gets cleansed as well. Um, and there's this rule with your jewelry, um, wear it consistently for 24 hours um, is what I've been told. At that 24 hour mark, that's when that energy starts to infuse in your energy body or in your energetic body. Um, so um, watch out for that. Um, you know, it, it kind of can seem weird to shower with rocks at first if you're not used to that or showering with joy, sleeping with joy, but I highly recommend it. It's one of the most potent ways to work with crystals. Um, and there's some stones, again, that, you know, it's you can only get in jewelry because they're smaller pieces and it's going to be the best way to work with them. Um, so, yes, they need to be cleansed and it's not necessarily a bad thing, but tune in to yourself. If you are feeling super drained, um, if you're feeling off, um, maybe take that piece of jewelry off for a second and um, cleanse that baby. Cleanse it, yes, and and maybe take a break. You and know, cleanse yourself. Yeah, cleanse yourself. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, or and then switch off. Um, I go to work and it's like there are certain rocks that are jumping out. Like, oh, I need to wear this crystal today. Yeah. Um, and it's sometimes very obvious, sometimes not as much. Um, but then sometimes it's super funny. I'll be wearing something and and then I'll have an incident happen. I'm like, oh, that's why I was wearing that crystal today. <laughs> so it protected me and um, helped me through this situation. Um, so you know, be open to that. Tune into that as best you can. That's yeah. the fun part about uh, getting ready in the morning with your crystals. Oh yeah, <laughs> is picking out because they do. It's just another opportunity to hit your intuition for the day. Definitely. And see which ones are calling out, which ones you need, and then yeah, later on you can go, oh yeah, I get to I see. Yeah. That. yeah, yeah. No, and and it's such a cool way to work with stones. Like I um especially with like really intense high vibrational stones like. When I first started wearing Moldavite, oh my gosh, I, I had these. I remember you yeah, were telling me it was really intense. I had really amazing days where I felt great. Like, I just felt so energized and clear. And then there was other days where I was detoxing me and I would go through, like, severe panic attacks. Like, just, like, crippling. Like, I can't get out of bed. I don't want to go anywhere. And at that point, I was like, okay, I need a break. My, my energy needs a break. Even though, but there's a, there's a, there's a line because... I know that that crystal is working on me. I know that it's pulling out stuff. And in order for it to pull out stuff, I have to go through it. I have to ride the roller coaster of like, oh my gosh, I'm having all these emotions and this is crazy, but you know, stick with it. Um, but Moldavite is kind of an extreme circumstance. Um, and it's, it, it's an extreme stone, but um, mostly it's like, you know, I have stones on for protection and just shielding myself as best I can. Yeah. So definitely not a bad thing. Just be mindful of when it's time to cleanse it or just kind of, refresh yourself too for yeah. the jewelry yeah. um on the mold of i actually this morning i was really like rushing and like like feeling like really intense before i was getting ready for work and i was just in this like super rush and for some reason i picked up a like the meteorite the same exact meteorite that woke me up um and then when I was at the shop, I was just like, absolutely not. I put this meteorite away because I was like, I was feeding off of the like the intense like adrenaline, but I didn't need more of it. Like yes. I just, yeah. I had to put it aside. Yeah. So just pay attention to how certain crystals are making you feel and like if it's helping you or, or not hindering you, but if it's just too much at once, you yes. know? Yes. Oh, and I want to add, because there was a... Uh, I bought a, a Moldavite necklace in um, vacation once, and oh, nice. sometimes the energies are so high, like their their vibration is so much higher than yours, or at a different state than yours, that when you put it on for the first time, there's an integration process that can feel physically 
uh, rough, like it can mm -hmm. make you feel nauseous or dizzy or something like this, but it's literally just your, the two of you tuning yeah. in together and that will pass. Yeah, so. no, totally. And just like how Sarah's saying with the tuning, I read this um, book about Moldavite and how it, it literally works as like a, a tuner, like an instrument tuner. It's going in your energetic body and, and just how you would tune a guitar. It's going in and, and tuning up all of those strings and returning your energy to your birthright. And you know, when you're trying to tune a guitar, there's a couple of, <laughs> there's the strings that get all wonky and it takes a little bit, but then once you get it, it sounds so much better. Um, so that's what, you know, some of those really high vibrational stones, that they're, that's what they're doing. They're going in and releasing this very high intensity vibration that is kicking. It's literally because it's so high vibe, it's kicking out anything that is of a negative frequency. Um, so that's why, you know, you'll probably feel kind of sick, um, yeah. nauseous, detoxy even, yeah. just like, it's just pulling stuff out. Yes. Yeah. Moldavite is such a crazy, crazy stone. Would you recommend it to first-time crystal users? Um, I kind of just want to, like, throw you in the deep end and just, like, <laughs> do it. Just do it already. Because, yeah. like, why not? What do you have to lose? Yeah, the same way. <laughs> they might not open up. If yeah. you're not ready, you won't get anything from the no, crystal. No, totally, totally. And Moldavite, there's a couple of stones. Moldavite, Elestial Stone, and, and Lapis Lazuli, I think, are the three that they only come to you when you're ready for them. Fair. And you can have them for forever, and then it's like, I don't know what I'm doing with this rock, whatever. But at some point, if that day comes, and you're like, oh my gosh, I need this crystal, I need this crystal now. And, um, you know, that's at that point where you're of that, you're, you're ready to receive yeah. the information that the stone has to offer. Yeah. Um, I know specifically with lapis lazuli, it, um, you have to be of a certain frequency before it will even really be able to tune into you. Can I share my first lapis experience was I had a, it was almost like a um, wand of lapis uh -huh. and I slept with it in my pillow and I had the craziest, I didn't know what was happening at the time. I know now that it was like an, almost like an out of body experience. Mm -hmm. Like I woke up, I was awake, but my body that my energy, my spirit, mm -hmm. felt like it was being sucked down into the ground. And it was like almost like this panic that I went to. And I couldn't move at all. All I could do was try to bring all of that uh, emotion and energy into my heart and just like literally bring it into my heart and try to turn it into love. And as soon as I could get through that process, it like... It quit. It stopped. And I was like back in my body and I was like, oh my gosh. Thank God you didn't panic. <laughs> I oh couldn't do gosh. anything about it anyway. But <laughs> it, was, it was a very intense. And now had I known, I wish I would have known because then I, then I would have just let it go. I would have gone with it. You know? played and let it happen. Yeah. yeah. Let it happen fully. But I, I freaked out. And I had a similar experience with lapis. Wow. I, that pyramid, that lapis pyramid that's sitting on my desk right there, I got it in Nashville, Tennessee, and that was actually, like, that was my freshman year of college. I was, like, really getting into stones at that point, and my dad um, had this surprise trip. We went to Nashville, and um, I was at this little tiny um, crystal shop in Nashville, Nashville, Tennessee, and I found this lapis pyramid, and um, I remember sitting, it was Christmas time, and Oh my gosh, my when my aunt showed up, we would like bring out all of these crystals and I remember um we were sitting and doing crystal work on one of my cousins and she was kind of going through a pretty hard stage in life and I was holding this lapis and it suddenly just lifted the veil and I could see all of the energy that was around her and it was so incredibly overwhelming 
that I just started bawling. I was just like totally scared and freaked out and my heart was breaking for her because I could see what she was struggling with. Mm -hmm. I could see what was surrounding her and what we were trying to relieve. And I think looking back on it, um, I think, you know, my cousin kind of was going through those hard times to kind of teach us. Her higher self is of this. She's significant. This, Her higher self is pretty spectacular. She's like this white goddess of just like pure white energy. And when I've been, when I get little hints of that, that the spectrum of what she really is, and even in this lifetime, she's been kind of shut down. Um, it's, it's amazing. And I, you know, I think her higher self has come and take on, she's like taking a bullet for yeah. taking on family karma. And this lapis was showing me to, to the extent of which, you know, my cousin was experiencing these kinds of situations um There's negative entities yes around her yes like yeah and and I've learned even recently like three months ago that um that's how I learned about energy was I was having these experiences of these really intense like oh my gosh you can it's undeniable when you really are in the face of it um and with the darkness comes the light and so I think I definitely had more of like the demonic side of it first where Jesus I know I well it's just the reality but then you know angels show up too yeah um but you have to be able to accept that there's both there's too. both yeah but lapis was the one that was just like oh you want to see what's going on here I'll show you I'll show you exactly you want to see the truth and I was like oh my god it's just bawling <laughs> That's um, intense. yeah she has sense um she's doing great now and Good. um yes but one of those things that was this incredible lesson for me and yeah. lapis was the teacher. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I think that's why it's connected to like uh you know, the high priestess or oh, yes. Petra and, and yeah. I think that's also kind of why it's connected to like astral travel and the other realms and yep. lifting the veil and things like this. Yes. You know, when you look at it you see that. Yeah. And also that's like what it's holding within. It's what I've heard with lapis and maybe it's true with other blue stones too, but um that blue energy because there's different I mean crystals are all of a frequency. The different colors align with different frequencies. Um I've been kind of into the purple um violet frequency lately. But there's something about the blue frequency. When you're working with those blue stones, and I know specifically lapis, but I bet blue kyanite does it too. Yeah. But don't quote me on that. I haven't really looked into that. But um, I've had experiences with lapis in terms of it adds almost another layer to your aura. That is just, uh, it's that extra step in um, developing your relationship with the heavens and um, reaching and communicating with the angelics. Um, because the higher your aura reaches out, the higher your consciousness, the higher your ability to tune into spirituality. Um, so I think um, those those stones that work on the higher chakras, like your the, the third eye and crown chakra stones, um, purples, whites, blues, all of those add this extra layer of protection um, and communication with some of those heavenly oh, realms, absolutely. which is cool. Absolutely. That's so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go back to Moldavite. <laughs> so I was in Prague, and the Czech Republic is where they find the majority of Moldavite because that's where the meteor struck. And so Moldavite, correct me if I'm wrong, is created when like real when a meteorite hit Earth, and the fire caused from the meteorite fr from the intense impact, it created a sort of glass with the sand that it hit. Have you ever True asked? False. Have you ever? Okay, yes, that's what science will tell you. Right. Oh, I was going to say the same. I was going to say yeah. it came on the meteorite, yes, right? Or exactly. someone else dropped it off. Is that what you're going to tell okay, me? Okay, so have you ever asked Moldavite where, where it came from? No. They'll laugh at you and be like, 
I am an evolved being. Like, is it, do they find it in Prague, though? Yes, in they the do. Chest? They do. Yes. Oh, yeah. You're oh, right about. Totally. Yeah. Okay. You're right about the look. <laughs> yes, you're 100%. Okay. And so that book that I read by Robert Simmons, that he, because he, Robert Simmons, who, who wrote the Book of Stones, his, his whole career started in the 80s when, in the 80s, that's when the crystals were really first coming on the, on the market. And that's when consciousness on this planet was starting to shift. That was the beginning of it. Um, and so he came into crystals he was a, actually a, a psychologist, and he met this girl in college that was all hippie and all into crystals and changed his perspective. And he, I don't know exactly how he received it, but he received like one of the very first batches of Moldavite. And everybody was discarding it because they were like, what is this? Green glass? What, what is this? And um, he had this very profound that he wrote, he wrote, he writes it in the book, it's like the um, Moldavite, the Stone of Transformation. I would recommend that book to anybody that wants to know more about Moldavite. It's Excellent, excellent. Um, but he was sitting there meditating, like just trying to tune into this crystal. And you know, he spent so much time around this girlfriend of his that he was so in love with and later became his wife. Um, and she was always like talking about crystals and I had this experience with this one and this one. And he wasn't having those experiences. He was still kind of like, I don't know, I'm kind of skeptical. Moldavite woke him up and he said he had this incredible experience with it. And he writes about it in this book in depth. Like, um, and so, um, yeah, it's and, and but what also he writes about in this book is um, not only his experiences, but the scientific aspect of it and how scientists really don't know where they came from. There's all these different exactly. theories. There's nothing that is solidified enough for it to be. This is exactly where this rock came from, and that's one of those things you have to be kind of like, uh, wait think, a second. I think Shungite is uh, of that same realm. Yeah, as well. yeah, it's like origin. Yeah, it's like where did this stuff come from? It's 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 unclear and. Um, what Moldavite will tell you if you are ever in the capacity to really tune into it or around somebody that can really tune into it um, It will say well first of all it's from the Christ consciousness um, But second of all it showed up here to help us in this time of need um, You look at the world right now, and it's like okay. Yeah, this is awful um, And Moldavite what's so interesting about it is unlike other crystals It's like you when you tune into like an individual crystal um, it has like an individual personality. It's a, it's an individual, um, but with Moldavite, you're kind of tuning into like this panel of advisors and they are strict as hell. Yes, yes, exactly. And they'll be like, hey, um, this is unacceptable. Why are you doing this? Um, we need to work on this. You need to get your act together on this. Um, I want you to be aware of this. Um, and just going down the list, um, but also, but in like a very um, beneficial and collective way and this very ancient kind of knowledge that is so beneficial. Um, but they're very, very serious. They take nothing as a joke. Um, they have a very low sense of humor because they're just such an evolved, evolved, evolved conscious being. Um, yeah, it's, it's See, so fascinating. I kind of oh, like the idea of what scientists said because, like, it is a stone of rapid transformation, right? And, yes. like, just the way that it's made, like, if it is the way that they say it's made, like, meteor hits earth that's really quick right and then yes. fire sand like it just like transforms super quickly yeah. so it's kind of this like mm, symbolism i think that helps me put the pieces together yeah, yeah. Totally. yeah absolutely i like the theory too that it's like um volcanic moon glass Ooh. um which i you know that was kind of thrown out there when it was first discovered but i don't know if it you know is still kind of around but i thought that was kind of interesting in terms of like it I think the thing to take from it is that it arrived here mm -hmm. and it came from a different realm. Yes. And we don't really know where or what that is. Exactly. Um, we can't really conceptualize that, I don't think, but it arrived here and it came on a mission um, and it came to help people. Mm -hmm. 
Unfortunately, I, sorry, this is probably way off topic, but I had this awful experience. Talk about crazies coming into crystal shops. Mm -hmm. On Monday, okay, get this. This is seriously like one of the worst stories of working at a crystal shop, but oh my gosh. it was, it was awful. Well, but it has ourselves. a good, it has a good ending, but I think I should share because it is about Moldavite. Mm -hmm. Um, if that's okay with you, I do. <laughs> um, so, so this guy came in to Mama's on Monday and I was working on Monday night. And, um, he apparently was talking to my coworker and was saying weird, creepy comments to her. And I was unaware of this happening. I was in the other part of the store, but she, because she got bad vibes from him, immediately went to the back and got my manager in this process of her leaving the floor and not telling me what was going on. He went to you? Yes. No. So he comes over and he's like, um, he's asking me for barrel, which is aquamarine and morganite and it's a family of rocks. And I'm yeah. like, well, okay, like what kind, like, what are you looking for? And so I just start showing him stuff, and then he's like, do you have Moldavite? I was like, yes, it's in this case. And I was wearing my Moldavite ring, and so he starts picking out pieces of Moldavite in our, our case at Mama's Minerals, and um, he finds one that's kind of more clear. It's like, it's not as dense, and he's like, is this fake? And I said, no, it looks just like my ring. And he was like, I knew it, you have Moldavite energy all over you, and I was just like, okay, dude. Anyway, this crazy guy, he puts, he takes this piece of Moldavite, this poor, precious piece of Moldavite, Puts it in his mouth. No. And he swishes it around like it's no. a Jolly Rancher. <laughs> and then he's like, can I have your hand? And what? I like, and I thought he was going to, because it was still in his mouth. I thought he was going to put like a postcard in, in a my postcard? hand. A postcard? He had a card. spit it in your mouth. He, yeah, he of put course. a slobbery piece of Moldavite in my hand. <gasps> and I almost cried. And I like was going to throw up. And I stood there just like shocked. Like, are you, what? What, what are you doing? <laughs> so then, um, yeah, it's not over Jolly Rancher yet. No, it's <laughs> terrible. This conscious, evolved specimen. Like I was like, are you freaking serious? Like what is wrong with you? So then, so what was the point? So okay, oh so he, um, I was, I like slowly picked it out of my hand and was just like <laughs> holding it at the very tip of my fingers. Like oh my gosh. With the scare, the health scares that are going I on. I right know. Now. It was like coronavirus. Give exactly. me a freaking break. How can you spit in someone's hand? Oh my god, it was awful. Like you can't even sneeze next to someone. Now he's spitting into your hand. This guy was like a six-year-old. He had a huge chunky turquoise necklace on, and he's like, then after spitting Moldavite in my hand, proceeds oh my to god. be like. You ignite something in me. I think I was in love with you in a past life. And I was just like, seriously, get out of my store. Like, I don't want you in my face. Did you tell him? No. So Heather was right there, who's my boss. And she was like, let me take care of it. And I like ran to the back and scrubbed my hands for 20 minutes. I come back out and his stuff is still on the counter. This oh, no. guy was like, oh, I'm going to go get to my money out of my car. And then just leaves. Never comes back. Of course. He had Labradorite and Moldavite, which is so interesting because both of those are kind of a collective conscious. I picked up both, first of all, to sanitize the, the Moldavite. <laughs> But I picked up this piece of Labrador and the Moldavite, and both were like, we were on high alert, yes, and just like, we were trying so hard to protect you, we're so sorry, and just like, oh my god, but, but having this understanding of like, oh my gosh, they work as a collective, mm -hmm. and that they were so in tune with each other during that moment of like, oh my god, we have to protect Shane of this energy. And even though they are not my rocks, they stood up and, and took that, that on. So nice yes, I know. I was kind of like, oh my god, you guys are the, the most precious things. Like, yeah. thank you so much. And and I think that was partly why he left. It was just like they, they were doing their job. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's wow. just one example. That's crazy. <laughs> that's wild. I cannot. 
I didn't even know what to say. I was just shocked. I can't even know what to say. Yeah. I, don't, I can't understand where somebody's coming from to do such a thing. And he was just awful. <laughs> and my manager was really mad. She was like, why were you killing me? I was like, well, I was just, I was in shock. Like, what? Yeah. This guy just literally spit a rock into my hand. Like, what? I, I was in shock. Wow. <laughs> it's crazy. But. That's crazy. <laughs> my one piece of mold device, I, I used to have a piece and I lost it right when I was moving. So it was like. You lost it or rise. it disappeared? It she left me. Um, oh, yeah. It's it another topic. It disappears, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my second one is from the Czech Republic, but it was so hard to find a rough piece of mold device there. Wow. Because really? there are stores upon stores, like every corner shop has a whole store full of Moldavite jewelry polished everywhere like I've never seen that in my entire life and it was so difficult to just find like a raw piece and so that's the one that I have it stayed with me um, I haven't fully tuned into it because I guess now's the time I guess I was waiting for this moment to learn more about it yeah. to be able to do so well my so, first I'm piece excited. didn't give me any information at all I remember going back to Shane and being like what is up? I'm not getting anything <laughs> from this one at all. And still, I don't even know. Yeah, no, uh, people have that happen. My aunt, had her first piece, it was sitting there. And then what actually ended up happening was my piece of mold of told her that her piece was observing her. And it was taking notes on literally everything she was doing. And at some point, would present a document. No. Think about this. <laughs> a crystal presenting a document. It's so nuts. They're yeah. so nuts. Like, yeah. just, I can't even... Wrap my head around it. Sorry, I mean no, no. I, but that's that's uh, that could be the case. You know, mm -hmm. sometimes it's just either they're not the right crystal or it's not the right time. Yeah. You know, like ex-boyfriends. Yeah. yeah. Totally. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Good Can, life advice. Do you think, Sarah, that you could make it the right time, or like, or it's just like not meant for you? I. But think it's like, a process, and yeah. I, it just might not be. But like, why would you have picked it up in the first place? Yeah, it's true. It did, you know, it may be that it led me to other pieces, like, later down the line, or Fair. or it may just been that, like, I just had more work to do, Fair. you know? It was waiting for you. Yeah. Yeah, I think I had pieces of, like, lapis before I was really ready to work with it, and it, was, it wasn't that they, like, you know, I, I was definitely like, this is my rock, I need to take this rock, but it was like, I didn't really know how to work with it, and it may not have been, like, fully ready to work with me, but it was still my crystal, and so they sat around for a while until it was like, okay, it's time for lapis, we're doing this now. Yeah. I definitely don't want any of my listeners out there to be intimidated by these conversations, because <laughs> yeah. we are, like, rock crazy people, like... I'd say, I'd, say, I'd say I'm even on like a level maybe 5 compared to Shane and Sarah maybe being level 12. Oh my God. I think <laughs> Shane's a 12. I okay, yeah. Shane's 12, Sarah's 10? Maybe like a 9 or 10. Nine. Okay. I'll be level 5 in this realm. So there's like, I'm learning a lot of stuff myself. So don't let all this conversation put you off from like experimenting or trying for yourself because... Like we said before, it takes patience and just working with it, you're going to develop so many more abilities throughout time. Absolutely. Um, so our last question is, how often do you recharge your crystals? Do you charge with full with the full moon? I typically do, but only as I feel guided to, so not every full moon. Um, yeah, think, that's a complicated one. It is because I feel like there's a lot, I don't feel like there's a, a right or wrong way Um in a sense because like you said before you can cleanse them even with the white light like bringing in the white light or with prayer you know and charging them is kind of the same way I feel like you know there's different ways to charge them because I've I mean I maybe like once you know took them all out in the full moon and stuff because I rarely do yeah. I agree with you 
Yeah, and some people just, you know, do that with the, the salt. You know, yeah. That's a cleanse and a charge. So it's like, I, I honestly feel like, um, you know, like getting them out in the element sometimes, like if it's snowing, yes. you know, like we've yep. talked about this before too yep. in the past. You know, it's like, that's like their natural state if it's cold outside or even the sunshine, you know, it's just like kind of bringing them back into nature, yeah. I guess, is kind of the key in a way. Yeah. And they no. can do that so many ways. Totally. They love the all of the elements because yeah. all of the elements have such a powerful energy. Like, crystals love the wind. I hate the yes. wind, but <laughs> rocks love it. And they get a different energy. So, you know, we're, we're going over claiming. Um, there's a difference between claiming, cleansing, and charging. Um, and paying attention to, like, what you need to do at that time. So, like, your crystal is going to be very specific in um, what it needs and what it's asking for. So, like, sometimes I'll get a rock and it's, like, it wants to be under a rosemary bush. Or, like, it wants yeah. to be in the wind. Yeah. Or, you know, I'll be going somewhere, like my grandparents' house, where there's a possibility of snow and rain. Like, oh, I want to oh, be right. out there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All of those nature elements, or if there's a full moon, there's sometimes rocks that, like, want to move to the windowsill because I can't really, like, leave rocks outside in an apartment. But, you know, you make do. Um, and then sometimes I'll come home and it's like, my rocks need to be cleansed. So that's when I put them all in my bathtub. They'll do a water cleanse. Um, there's specific instances, too, where it's like they might need a heavier cleanse. Some crystals need to be reburied into the ground to kind of clear any kind of spells that they could have been exposed to or negativity of any kind. Yeah, curses. Yeah, curses. Um, I've had some, I had a, somebody give me a cursed crystal before and it was intentional and I had to be like, okay, we're, we're working on cleansing this guy and I just buried it. I put it in the earth and just like let it soak. It's still in the earth, honestly. It's been like two years and I don't think I'm going to pull that guy out anytime soon because it's not ready yet. I have this feeling it's just not ready. Yeah. So um, it's one of those things to kind of just tune into and let it kind of um, guide you yeah. because it will. Yeah. Tracy, who is asking this question, I think you're doing a good job of just like doing it when you feel guided to and then just take it the next level by listening to what exactly that crystal needs, um, exactly as Shane was saying. Do you have anything to add, Sarah? No, I think the moon energy can be beautiful, so I think, uh, absolutely, I think she's doing the right thing for sure. Yeah. Some people... Um, like to charge their crystals in the sun. I think some crystals do like that. The only thing is is that sometimes they get discolored depending on what crystal it is. Um, I like to charge my crystals by running them under cold water, just like running yes. water. Yes. Um, and like we were mentioning earlier, some of the most powerful cleansing and charging is done through your own energy. If you yes. can tap into a space where you can create like white energy, yeah. um, tune into yourself and just envision. Like I think that's my most powerful stuff is when I'm envisioning white light and yes. surrounding my crystal in it. I think that is like amplifies like it's almost as strong if not as strong as the full moon because right. you, it's your own personal relationship right yes. yeah no totally and i think my good rule um that i kind of follow is the 48 hour rule leave your rocks out for 48 hours that's enough time for them to kind of absorb the sun and the moon and reset it's so important for their to for them to reset their energy and align itself with what is going on in the planet um and so i that 48 hour it allows it to kind of do that, but also not be, um, you know, faded in the sun in that process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good one. All right, so before we go, I'm going to be asking Sarah and Shane, um, what would you recommend for your viewers or for my listeners? Um, what stone do you recommend for them right now? What do you think? Um, we are in a time of transformation. Step into this age of consciousness. Um, 
I invite everybody to do so. Do that with a piece of selenite. Um, if I had to say anything, it would probably be selenite. The world would be changed if everybody had a piece of selenite. Um, just because, you know, how we're talking about all of this cleansing and claiming, selenite doesn't need any of that. It takes care of itself. It is so high vibration that is untouchable light. And sometimes, like I was at Mama's yesterday, we have these like smaller cut pieces of selenite and how the light reflects through them, you can see how just so, um, they're just full of just light, pure energy. Um, and it's untouchable. It, nothing that is around you that is negative can affect that. And in fact, it just deflects all of that. Um, and so, yes, that's my, but it's one of those, it's, it's more fragile, so you can't really take it with you but it will hold and claim your space. So it's an excellent one just to have next to your bed um, and have it in your space because it is working on you no matter where you go, even if you're in a different country, it's working on you. Yeah. That would be my recommendation. Yeah, we have some big selenite swords at the sh at, um, at my shop right now. And whew, you just want to wave them around your body and cut the cords over your head and just if you feel it feels so good. It just yeah. feels like a wipe, like a cleanse. Yeah. We have selenite around every, I think my mom was a little spooked at her house, and so she put selenite on, like, every corner. Yeah, <laughs> so good. It feels safe, like, especially in my office, because I work upstairs in my house by myself, and there's some weird feelings in there sometimes, so okay. selenite is a wonderful recommendation. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. What I, about you, Sarah? I would say, well, I would say definitely, you know, trust your intuition and your guidance when you do walk into a crystal shop, because... A lot of it is color therapy, you know, and what you're drawn to and what you see color-wise. But also, don't forget to stay grounded, too, and just try to connect to these earth energies. And also, you know, some of these higher vibrational crystals that we talk about, and we talk about the whites and the pinks, or, sorry, the whites and the purples and the indigos, those are amazing. Those feel amazing, and it's great to connect to those higher realms of those angelic realms. But you may not get there until you clear the bottom chakras and really work with those with those bottom chakras too, those reds and those oranges and those yellows. So, you know, if you're drawn there, definitely do the work because that's going to clear the way and the path for that higher connection too. So that's what I would say is like it's really great. I love being up in that higher vibrational place. Oh, yeah. But then we got to be grounded here too because yeah. we're here to do work, right? Yeah. We're like here on this planet for a reason and it's calling us. So, you know, just try to find the balance. Yeah, no, totally. I Actually, I was just talking to my, my family today in our little group text because one of my aunts was like, how do I, I like get glimpses of enlightenment. How do I stay in there? My other aunt commented, "Is like, mm, you have to be on Earth too. Yes. You have to remember to be grounded mm -hmm. and stay here. And that's such an important reminder. It's like, it's all important. And um, I'm told over and over again, it's like you have all healing originates in the heart. We have to clear the heart first. And um, gosh, it's a traumatizing world, and we have to learn how to clear our heart. Yeah. Um, and that's where it really, you know, it's like all everything will line up. Um, but you have to work on those like more physical chakras um, before." anything else can kind of fall into place. So well, that's important. the problem. It's like, you know, we have like the medical, you know, we have like amazing uh, Western medicine, like trauma medicine, but there's nothing like, you know, to heal those uh, traumatic like wounds, yeah. and, like those energetic wounds and the, and the emotional wounds. So, you know, a lot of people um, forget that they've got to start there. Yeah. You know, it's they so got to start with that work. 
Yeah. And the crystals really help that. They help oh, you totally. see and recognize what it is you need to do. Yeah, I have such respect for anybody that is really willing to look in the mirror and really yes. just like see everything and everything that we are in denial about, everything that has ever happened to us, all of the trauma we have all ever experienced and just really like, all right, game on, let's go, this has to go. Like I'm, I'm working and evolving and what happens then once you shift your consciousness, you shift the consciousness of all of those that fall after you. So all of your future um, babies and yeah. <laughs> children, um, you have set the way. Yeah. for their consciousness to evolve and um i, th I just think that's so important and it no, starts true. with you it's so, so true yeah because we're a collective so yep. one's healing is the world's healing yep. in a sense exactly well said. a stone for grounding that i would recommend this is my recommendation for what stone i like <laughs> right now is hematite yes. it just really helps me calm my anxiety like when i feel all over the place and my mind is racing the weight of the stone is so comforting and just having it in my palm just grounds me instantly so isn't hematite detoxifying oh my gosh okay so that's so funny because i just bought a whole bunch of hematite today because i've been having the worst i get really bad seasonal allergies this time of year mm -hmm. I'm getting like the, these sinus headaches that are literally just like driving me crazy because i'm just so sick of my head throbbing um, but I got some magnetic hematite. That's, oh, that's right there. what I've been playing with. Yes, too. and I love I, hematite. I put it on my head, and like having two magnets working on my head, it cleared my headache like within 15 minutes. Yeah, they're so good Incredible. for your blood. Yeah, and especially with all this stuff with coronavirus coming out, the immune system, hematite, it I'd works say, on your blood. I'd say if you suffer from anxiety or you just get nervous a lot, keep a piece of hematite in your pocket, and if you're fidgety, just like grab onto it because it works wonders. Yeah. I love how you called it like a weighted blanket. Exactly. Exactly. It's so, it was so, like, hit the nail on the head, so it perfectly said it is like that. Weighted blanket that's just going to bring, like, comfort and, yeah, grounding. We have these really big pieces. I'm going to buy one of yours. Like, <laughs> that are so great. They're, like, you, you just want to lay them on the body. They just remind me of, like, those um, massage stones, like, in their size. Like, yes. You just see them, like, laying them, like, along the back or, like, along the chest or whatever. Yeah, they're really great. Okay, so to sum up this episode, what did we talk about? We talk about trusting your own intuition and being able to tune into yourself to know what's best for your crystals. Mm -hmm. um, have patience with yourself when working with crystals and know, like, trust that the information will follow when you set the intention and follow through with making an effort to build these connections with them. Um, anything else? Be conscious, people. Wake up. <laughs> oh, sorry, that's rough. <laughs> but it's like, we got to, it's, you know, it's group work here. And I am totally available if anybody has any questions. You know, you can come visit me at Mama's or get in touch with me through Katrina. I'm more than willing to take any of your questions. We can have one-on-one -on -one time at Mama's. I teach classes at Mama's and maybe workshops too soon at Sarah's shop. Um, so, you know, come learn, be a part of the community. There's so many resources out there for anybody. Um, that is interested in this and I so so recommend um, stepping into this world because it will change everything um, Yeah, so yeah. I'll be linking your Instagram. Is that okay? Yeah, totally go for it. And Sarah, would you like me to link your shop as well? Yeah, okay. the name of the shop is high vibe and we're geared towards You know just trying to support people through their awakening process 
And so Sarah's Instagram will be linked as well. And if you're interested, you can find all the stones that we talked about or a majority of them right <laughs> on her Instagram. She has an online shop, so you can order from there as well. Highly recommend it. Sarah does a fantastic job of picking out her pieces. And if you order online, she intuitively picks out the best crystal for you as well. It's a big deal, right? Mm, yeah. <laughs> Lots wonderful. of thought. Yeah. yeah. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for joining me, the two of you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys. Yeah. It's been so fun. Okay. Bye. 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 <laughs> Bye. <laughs>